I'm Jamie. And I'm Nikisha, and this is Talking Horror with Jamie. And Nikisha. Where we share our love for spooky things and talk horror through the lens of human behavior. Welcome, everyone. Hello. Hi. How are you? Definitely have to keep my lenses on because looking at a computer screen, I've realized that my eyes probably don't like it as much. Oh, the blue, the blue light. <laughs> mm. Or that could just be me flipping through TikTok in the middle of the night for hours on end. That's probably oh, what's really interesting. Doing it. Uh, maybe interesting. that one. Maybe that one. Does Eliza have glasses content. in Hamilton now? <laughs> well, Hamilton has glasses. She'll just like borrow his for a second and put yeah. them on. It'll be fine. <laughs> All right, guys. Happy Hispanic Heritage Month. We are continuing on with... This movie we're talking about today, which is the 2007 Spanish found footage horror film, Wreck. No lo repito más. Échense para allá. ¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pretendes? ¿Cómo nos acaba de acompañar? ¿Está desesperado? ¡Un momento! ¡Un momento! Mi marido está fuera. Mi marido está fuera y dice que está lleno de policías, que está cortando la calle y que no le dejan acercarse al edificio. Y les traía antibióticos a la silla. Or should I say Oh, yeah, that's even better. We that like was that. Good. That was really yeah. good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Wait, listen, The Walking Dead, well, when everything lifts back up, you know, they're doing a reboot. You should just audition to be a, a, a zombie. <laughs> oh, Nikisha, where are you in The Walking Dead? Okay, I am uh, on season six. And everything is, there's something that happens in every single episode because I think the city that they're in is called what, Alexandria or something? Oh, yeah, mm. sure. Yes, and so, well, spoilers, but it's the moment when you think that Glenn dies, but then he doesn't, and it was just a whole thing. My emotions were all over the place. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But it's like, yeah, everybody is dying, and it's it's kind of like moral compass time of like, Mm -hmm. are we being good people? Are we not being good people by like killing these things? Mm -hmm. Or there are other humans that are trying to come into the Alexandria camp and are literally like just slaughtering people. But people like Marcus, the black guy with the staff is like, I don't want to kill anybody. And so he's like hiding them away. And it's like, these people just murdered your town. And you're like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep them safe. I hope they change. at, At this point in walking dead, are you feeling like it's repetitive? Like, are you ready for a big change? Or are you just like, because you're binging it, you're just like, let's keep going, baby. Yeah. You know, there were some parts, uh, I think, towards the end of season five that were a little bit of a lull of like, okay, like, how many times are we just going to have the same thing? There's always going to be zombies, right? And now, it just, now it's a matter of like, who out of the main cast is going to die? That's going to be the big thing, right? Mm-hmm. But I will say season six, I don't know what they put in their coffee, but they're like putting out bangers every single episode. Like there's something that is crazy that is happening in every single one that's memorable. Uh, So right now I'm still invested. 
And it's so funny because this is my first time watching Wreck, and I didn't know it was zombies. Oh, really? Oh, really? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very excited to talk about it because I I knew it was just found footage and people were like were stuck in a, in a place, but I didn't know what the situation or the circumstances were. So when I saw it was zombies, I was like, yeah, that's it. That's what I need. Just mm-hmm. more good old good old zombies. So yes. let's get into it. Yes. So Wreck... It is directed by, and this is, I have heard this being pronounced multiple ways. So, mm. Jauma or Yalma Balaguero and Paco Plaza. And it stars uh, Manuela Velasco, who actually won an award for this role. And yeah. it is the, um, the, the Goya, Goya, the Goya, which I didn't realize is the Spain equivalent to an Oscar. Yeah. For That's this crazy. Role. Mm-hmm. Right? That's so wild. Yes. I know. And so, I mean, I, that's just amazing that a horror film like this, a short hour and 13 minute horror film, and she won an award for it, but I mean, she was fantastic in it. So she won an award for that. Give her her props, everyone. You should watch it, obviously, mm-hmm. just for her. Uh, so heavy spoilers, even though we've already like spoiled some things, this is zombie related uh, for Wreck. And Jamie, list us off those trigger warnings. Yeah, it's a <laughs> zombie flick. Whoa. So if you don't like zombie stuff, this is probably not for you. Um, another major, but not like, I mean, maybe not a trigger per se, but I think just like a general warning going into this film if you decide to watch it. It is a like shaky cam film. So if that mm-hmm. gives you motion sickness or like makes mm-hmm. you ill, when you watch that type of content, it is very shaky. Um, <clears throat> so do with that what you will. Um, there are naturally lots of insides on the outside. You know, mm-hmm. zombies be zombin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> zombies be zombin. Yeah, yes. you know what can you do? Um, and then there also is uh, religious references at the end of this mm-hmm. film as a heads up. So if you've seen the English language remake Quarantine, they change uh, like a major element that focuses more on like possession and religion as opposed to the English language remake. Wait, Quarantine was the remake of is a shot for shot English language remake of Wreck. Wow. But they changed the ending. But they changed, like, what caused the virus. I do want to talk about it when we start, when we get into it, because I have feelings and thoughts, so. Okay. If you allow I, I just me re- one parlor talk. Oh, for sure. I'm excited <laughs> to hear it. I, I literally just realized, okay, you said, um, sorry, what was the name of the movie that you just said? Quarantine. That was the remake? Quarantine. Okay, I got that confused with, Contagion or Contagious? Mm. Oh, that yeah. Movie. Uh-huh. So gotcha. when you said that, I was like, wait huh? a minute, because I definitely watched like Contagious during the pandemic when the, mm-hmm. the, when the pandemic first came out. Yeah. That's um, the, you're talking about the one with the Steven, Star, the Steven Soderbergh movie with Gwyneth Paltrow and like Lawrence Fishburne and stuff like that. And Kate yes. Winslet. Yeah. And it's like a monkey Contagion? virus or something, or something but yeah, yeah Contagion. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's what I thought in my head when you said we, quarantine. Gotcha. We also watched that during the pandemic, and that was yeah. just like, how silly! What a mistake! <laughs> what a mis- but the thing 
is, it's like Netflix knew what they were doing because when you opened Netflix, that was the first movie yeah, that came yeah. up of like, watch Contagion. And everyone's like, doesn't know about the, how dire the virus is. So everyone's like, yeah, oh, look at this. <laughs> Look at how fake this is, this movie. And then it's like, no, this is actually happening to us in real time. What is happening? Yeah, thanks. But, thanks, algorithms, for, for the suggestion. Yeah. Ugh, crazy. Okay, well, before we get into it, Producer Brian, please give us some words. Oh, sure. Hey, everybody. Hi, YouTube. If you're listening to us, we're on YouTube. Hello. Um, you can yeah. check us out there. Um, you can follow us wherever you are on social media, at Talk horror pod um just search that on everything from tiktok instagram x slash twitter um you can find us on all those places um subscribe subscribe to us on youtube that would be really great um and uh yeah i'm i'm really excited to talk about this movie fantastic well i do have to tell y'all that i did watch something uh before I watched this and I had a friend over and she's a Broadway person. So we were like watching Broadway documentaries and stuff, but she also knows that I'm a horror person. So she was like, oh, let's watch a horror movie. And so we're just flipping through. And of all things, uh, we decided on Sorority Row. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. Right. Well, because at first she was like, oh, Hereditary's on here. I haven't watched it. And I was like, I can't watch that with you right now at <laughs> 9 p.m. at night. Yeah. You need to watch this in the daytime. <laughs> I can't do it with you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because th- she was talking about something and mentioned that she doesn't like uh, strings and when like people are getting hurt <laughs> oh, no. by strings and I was like no, no girl we're definitely don't. not watching this stay yeah. away oh my god you we're saved not, their so life we, <laughs> right uh, so we decided on sorority row and it was the first time both of us have watched it uh, hmm. for obvious reasons and even though you guys know that I like my crazy horror movies that mm-hmm. don't make sense and people are being wild and ridiculous and crazy, this was almost like unbearable to, yeah. <laughs> to watch. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. They um one of the friends made on TikTok, for those of you listening on TikTok, I do lists and fun things like that. Mm-hmm. One of the friends in Sorority Row made the worst friends in horror movie um uh, list because she she tells the boyfriend to like the, the, like, what, that they yes uh huh like at the beginning <laughs> of Sorority Row somebody is faking being dead mm-hmm. and she whis- she knows he's faking and she whispers to the guy like that she's not or something like that and then the guy ends up killing her right isn't that what happens. So they fake yeah they fake that somebody is well, spoilers for Sorority Row if anyone was planning on watching it. So the the all of the girls like make this prank that this that this guy like killed this girl because he roofied her to have to yes he roofied her to do sexual relations but then uh, she fakes like she's actually dead and so they're like yeah, okay we're gonna take her and bury her but she's not really dead and so he's freaking out and so then he ends up like actually killing killing her. And then they throw her down a well and then, like, all just try to, like, forget about it. And it's dumb. But her friend, what makes her one of the friends the worst is that our main protagonist has a boyfriend. And one of her friends tells the boyfriend that they killed, they really killed this girl, the sorority girl. And so, like, then he goes off on a killing spree 
so that everyone who knew that this girl was actually dead would die so that he could save his girlfriend's like future life. And so that she wouldn't have to worry about like anything. It was dumb. <laughs> Just oh. the whole concept was crazy. <laughs> that makes hmm. no sense. <laughs> and it makes it makes no sense. And how the acting was was horrible. How they were trying to put in a whole bunch of red red herrings so you didn't know like who the killer was, but it was just like mm-hmm. not worth the watch. Not even for like a maybe like a fun drinking game. Mm-hmm. Of, sure. You know. <laughs> I don't even know what you could do for a drinking game for it, mm-hmm. but I mean you will probably get very intoxicated. <laughs> um, I rewatched a movie on the train this morning. Oh. Uh, I rewatched M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. Are you watching okay. without me? Uh, <clears throat> oh, I didn't know I was supposed to. <laughs> Not. <laughs> Jamie's hurt. <laughs> um, I'm wearing the bad color right now. Um, oh, and Jamie's wearing the good color. <laughs> mm. I've not seen The Village. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I won't spoil anything. Um, okay. But I really like this movie. And I and on re, on rewatch, I still liked it. The mm. flaws are still glaring. Um, you know, his script is very heavy handed as it usually is. Mm. Um, there is a character and actually multiple characters in this movie that was not okay then and is not okay now. Mm-hmm. Um, Great. Like, real bad. Like, real problematic. Um, but it's so it's beautifully shot. The score is amazing. Everybody is 100% committed. Shyamalan may be too committed, but, like, the whole mm-hmm. movie is, like, very committed. Um, it's just... It just... I have a good time. The weird thing about it is that the first time you watch it, only half of the movie works until you get to the twist. Now, um, th- knowing the twist, that other part of the movie, to me, didn't work. Like, there's a portion yeah. of this movie that doesn't work because you know the twist, and it kind of, like, takes the air out of a lot of tension. Um, whereas the... Um, uh, so it was a weird, like, viewing of it, but I, st- I still really liked it, despite all of its flaws. I would rather watch a unique M. Night Shyamalan movie that doesn't totally do it for me than any, like, cookie-cutter blah horror movie. Mm. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it is, is it streaming somewhere, Brian? Uh, no, I had to rent it. Okay. Fantastical. Well, let's get into rec. That's why we're here. That's why you guys are listening. We need a plot summary oh, right. of what happened. What's the plot? <laughs> Our producer Brian has it, and I'm sure that he can get it in two minutes. It's only an hour and thirteen minute. Yeah, yeah, you know, we'll be. I believe in you. I bet you're gonna. I bet that you're gonna get it done in a minute. Yeah, like under the two minutes. Well, I have to make up for last week's orphanage. (laughs) So you five seconds, three minutes. So Um. I I five seconds. Yeah. All Um, right. Okay. Producer Brian. You have been tasked. Do you want to play a game? You have to <laughs> give us the plot summary in two minutes. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Ready, set, go. Okay. So we open with um, a local TV um, 
show called While You're Asleep. They're filming it in Barcelona. Sorry, Barcelona. And they are, um, it's this woman, Angela, I think her name is in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, She and her cameraman are with this fire department. The fire department gets called to a apartment building. um, And so uh, because there's some disturbance, um, so they go in and they're investigating this disturbance. Um, Long story short, they essentially get quarantined in this building because of health reasons. Um, But there is also a disturbance going on inside. So it's all a little weird because these two same things are happening all at once. Um, And so everybody uh, gets a little bit sick and then they start turning and essentially they turn into zombies and uh and basically it's a we need to try and survive situation um there's uh, people fall from uh from uh above uh, the stairwells and down people get their faces bitten off they're trying to find a way out but the health inspector won't let them out um and and uh but the health inspector comes in and explains what's happening the dog of the little girl who was in the uh, apartment had died at the vet and tested for something super weird and passing and the dog was passing it to everybody in the um, place and uh, they started turning to zombies and kind of it felt like a 28 days later rage um, that type of thing Um, but in the end they make it up to the penthouse to try to escape and what they realize is that um, the the Catholic Church um, actually brought a girl who was taken over by some entity um, and tried to exercise her in that house. They took some blood. The blood had mutated. um, And essentially what we understand is that the dog got it from this creature and the creature was still up there and ends up pulling the, um, the reporter into the dark. And that's the plot. Yeah. Good job. That last minute when it really went by fast. Yeah, (laughs) I guess. Um, it's like, yeah, you gotta get, you gotta get to the the Catholic Church <laughs> yes. and all the exorcist stuff, which was really crazy. I'm interested to hear you guys take on on all of that. So let's get into it with our first segment of likes and gripes. And now our likes and gripes. Uh, I'll start since this is the first time that I saw this. I'm excited. And I have questions, but I think, Brian, you answered it in your plot summary, but I'll probably ask it again just for clarification. So I absolutely enjoy found footage films. Uh, Like Jamie said in the trigger warnings, it's very shaky. So at some moments, it was very chaotic with all of the shaking of the camera, but that's not a gripe. I think that it added to uh, the um, energy and of the piece and because everything was chaotic because you don't know exactly. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's happening and the audience doesn't know what's happening and the camera's shaking, so we really can't even see what's happening. So like, are even though they as a collective don't know information, the audience also doesn't know information, but also can't see everything that's happening. So I think that that's a very interesting uh, mm-hmm. thing to have mm-hmm. uh, the audience just being completely in the dark uh, with everything and trying to figure it out. Uh, yeah, I, think I like that, that too, Nikisha. I like that this yeah. movie never forgets the perspective in which it's telling the story from. And yeah. and I will say that like one of my gripes turned into a like, and I'll get to that when I get to mine. But that's because of the exact feature of this movie that you mm-hmm. just mentioned. 
Yeah. And I and I enjoy the simplicity of it just being a TV news show and they're just going to observe like an occupation for the day. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. what do we have on the list today? It's like, oh, okay, we're firefighters. Like that could be interesting, you know, but we'll see what happens. And, uh, but then it goes from zero to a hundred so quickly. Like there was one moment I paused. Oh, it was the moment that the fireman fell down from the stairs and it was 20 mm-hmm. minutes in. Sure. But even though this is like a short, like we said, it's only about an hour and 13 minutes, but I do like that it just gets kind of right to the point of now we are in this house, this apartment complex and things are happening that we don't know uh, what's happening. Yeah. Brian like literally Chet. said that to me while we were watching the movie. He yeah. was like, the pacing oh, yeah. of this is like chef's kiss. Yeah. yeah, this movie is maybe one of the best paced horror movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Just like when it decides to take a breath and and rev the engine, like it all just really works. And and like Jamie said, the thing that really stands out for me was that person falling. Um, yeah. that did it just felt like the trigger of a gun being pulled. Like mm, yes, and just like we just go like so fast from there um and and it comes in the midst of all of them screaming the woman's talking about her husband being outside yep. they're trying mm-hmm. to figure out like what's behind this door oh it's the tailor shop we as an audience are kind of getting our um you know getting the grounds of everything um yeah. the layout and then that happens and like i feel like we're in the mix of that and it was just like it's like very very wild it is because, you know, we kind of suspect that when they go and see the old woman and we see that she's kind of covered in blood and, um, you know, kind of just maneuvering around, not fully present in her mind, that something's going to happen. Like, we know that something's going to happen with that. So when she, the old woman attacks the police officer and all that stuff is kind of like, okay, like, we don't know why expected. that happened, but right. it's expected that something crazy was going to happen in that moment. But literally just everyone kind of talking all together too. And then, yeah, it was just like a gunshot. It's just the body falls and you're like, wait a minute. This is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I also will say, oh, sorry, go ahead. Are you going to say something, Brian? Oh, I have a question for you, but I'll wait till the end. Okay. Uh, the makeup, I, I mean, always, I will always comment when there's good makeup because the scene mm-hmm. When they are putting the needle in the face of, I guess the 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 firefighter that fell from the stairwell, yeah, uh-huh. and the close up on that <laughs> was absolutely gorgeous. Um, and I I do like the fact that our main person Angela is you you kind of hate her like her like you're rooting mm. for her but not because mm-hmm. she's wanting things to happen and not kind of sussing the room as to like there is imminent danger, but she's still wanting to capture and film this. And then you kind of think like, okay, what is her reasoning for doing this? Like, Mm -hmm. is it because she wants people to know like what happened so that like they could get help? Or is it just because like she knows that this is good, uh, this is just a good documentary to have that she could probably benefit from like uh, monetize wise. So, Nikisha, one of my notes was um, the lead is very persistent without being annoying. Like, yeah. I, I never found her annoying. And there are movies where a character like that just becomes, like, cloying and a little naggy. And, yeah. like, it just – but I, she just – the actress – 
I mean, the the Goya winning actress, like just balance, like balances, like that lead character, final girl feel, like all, and and she's also she also stands up to everybody, like even at the ba- when she's like playing with the basketball with the firefighters at the beginning, or mm-hmm. um, you know the I mean, yes, she's a little mean to the cameraman, but like yes. they're having very different reactions to the situation, and it's clear that like the only thing that's keeping her sane during this is like that they have a job to do during it, um, right. But, like, yeah, I, I just thought that she balanced it really well. And I totally agree with you that, like, you, you kind of don't like her in some places, but she never gets mm-hmm. annoying. But, like, mm-hmm. you're still rooting for her because, like, we're right. hurt. Mm-hmm. Yes, you want her to you want her to survive the the situation. I I never thought like oh I'm so ready for somebody to like get her. And I will mm-hmm. say, and I think I had mentioned this like in other, yeah. Oh God, <laughs> right. That movie. Uh, that I've seen the ending, her being pulled away like on a watch mojo, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. But I didn't know that this was zombies. So like the idea of zombies, I was like, okay, now I'm like a thousand percent in because they are enclosed in this space. Nobody's letting them out. And it's zombies. So like, of course, everybody is doomed. So it's like, oh, okay, I get it. She's not going to survive. That's what happens at the end. You know, that's the scene that I saw before. Yeah. Um, so my question for you, Nikisha, before you get to like the rest of your likes and gripes is mm-hmm. you didn't know what this movie was about. No. Um, so like when they're at the fire station in the beginning, I, I, my assumption that you had my assumption of what you thought was going to happen was that like they'd be called to a crazy situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, did you even know what this movie like was every twist and turn kind of like really exciting for you because like you didn't know what to expect next or, or did you feel like um, even though you didn't know what this was, you kind of knew what this was, you know, no, truly when, when, when they started biting people, I was like, Oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be at all. So every Mm. moment I was just in it because from there it's like, there was nothing that I could have thought of in my brain that was that you know it was them in a wacky situation that people could potentially be killed but you know they'll survive Mm -hmm. it and whatever but for it to actually just be zombies then it just heightened everything for me and then the twist with uh them bringing the girl who the church was trying to have an exorcism Mm. with and i was like well what that that led me to so many other questions, and I put in my notes too that that creature absolutely reminded me of Barbarian. Yeah, uh, Jamie said the same thing. Mm-hmm. I yeah. have that in my notes that Jamie yes. said that. <laughs> so it's, Jamie, it, no, Jamie ahead. said that, and Jamie also said, "Why? Why is this old lady zombie like keep pulling her nighty up?" <laughs> <laughs> What is she doing? Oh my God. Why? And just attacking people and just lifting. And then like, and not dying either. I, I was mm. trying to see too, like guessing because they were shooting people or like, you know, wringing their necks and, you know, breaking their necks and stuff. And like, are they really dead? Are they not? And then that old woman mm. comes back and I'm like, okay, I guess there's no way to kill these people either. Mm. These things either. So like now it's double, uh, oh. You can't, you can't even, Double you know, uh-oh, folks. Double uh-oh. Double uh-oh. <laughs> you can't, you can't get out of it. Uh, I also thought that 
uh, the shot of everyone as zombies in the stairwell when they're trying when they reach the penthouse and she's trying to put the key find what key it is to open the penthouse and then it pans over and um, because the fireman that was with them for most of the time like got zombified as well oh. and so I thought Ooh. that shot was gorgeous it was just beautiful all of them and it also made me so sad that they got him. I know, because he's like, I'll stay back. And it's like, oh, okay, you're probably done for. That's okay. It's fine. Oh, you you watched it in Spanish with um, subtitles? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It's That's the way to do it. All listeners, if you're going to watch this, mm-hmm. watch it in Spanish with uh, English subtitles. Yeah. The dub will, sucks. <laughs> yeah, I can't, ima- I can't imagine what the dub was. But I will say one thing that... I wish I knew more Spanish because there's so many moments where all of them are talking at once and I would have loved to have known like what each one was particularly saying for the situation, especially when it was, uh, when the health inspector came in and everyone's just kind of like yelling different things, but they'll only, you know, put subtitles for like the main character's lines. But I'm like, I want to know what everyone is, is saying because I think it'll add like so much to it. Um, and then my last uh, like before I ask a question and get into gripes, the I loved when the sound got distorted when they were looking for the keys. Yeah, I just thought that really added to the atmosphere and and the the spookiness of it all. Um, I kind of didn't like the camera man, and this mm. is one of my gripes as far as like human behavior goes because. There was moments where it's up, it now it's life or death, you know? It's not a, okay, like, keep filming, like, we're doing this job. And I think it was the moment when they were trying to close, like, the big uh, gate to the, or the big door to the workshop. Yeah. Hmm. And he's just staying there filming, and the one guy is trying to do it, and then Angela's trying to help him, and it's like, cameraman, get in there and, like, help. Why yeah. are you still just standing there and so there were a couple of those moments after that too where i kind of was like dude this it's it's time it's time to stop film i know this is a found footage and like you got to have the Mm -hmm. shots for this but that moment in particular i was like put the camera down let it just be on the door and help the and help them close help them close the door yeah i get that um i i mean like you said that's the leap of faith of a lot of these types of movies like the found footage but also Uh, I'm not saying uh, I think you're totally right. I do think that the script recognized that. And that's Mm. why they have Angela, like her only lines in like the second half are like, keep filming. And then the Mm. movie ends with the, we have to tape everything, Pablo, for fuck's sake. Like Mm. at least the Mm -hmm. movie is trying to like justify it. But like, I agree with you. Like at some point it's like, put down the camera and like, shank a zombie you know what i mean yeah like help and you can pick it and you can pick it back up but like yeah. if you see like them on the struggle bus for real for real like it's your life on the line too like, yes help you, like help people it, i don't think i would feel good going to my grave knowing that like i was just filming everything and like didn't shank a zombie you know what i mean like at least one you know yeah shank a zombie at least shank one zombie at least one that's the moral of the story zombie. at least shank one zombie in your shank a zombie uh, my other gripe was they get infected so fast. Hmm. So then why didn't the daughter get infected as fast then? Because they, she was sick throughout the whole, like first, you know, of the movie. And, and they were like, yeah, we're getting antibiotics for her, you know, whatever. But like other people are turning in like 
a minute. Hmm. So that was just a little bit of a like, why is it? Why did it take her so long? The health inspector makes a comment in the movie that says it affect it it affects everybody differently based on blood type. Mm. Mm. Okay, okay. Thank um, you for that. Yeah. So that I didn't catch that the first time I saw it, but this time I did. There's, it, it's when the inspector first comes in and um, and uh, what was he saying? Uh, oh, it's when everything started going wrong when they were doing like surgery on them in the back. And mm-hmm. that's when the doctor, the intern gets bitten and he turns like immediately. Yeah. And then the doctor said, excuse me, the health inspector says something to the effect of like, we don't know. how It affects everyone differently. We're not sure. We think it's blood type. Okay. And so obviously the girl, the barbarian looking person at the end is the creature that the church was trying to do the exorcism on that's just still there okay and so you said this brian but i want to make sure because i was trying to like think okay how did everybody get infected because they mentioned like the dog and the like the saliva and it's like okay well that's how the girl got sick and other people got sick but like the patient zero is that woman and but like, how how did she get out to to where she could have infected everybody else? I guess is my question. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So this is how I see it. <laughs> my guess is that the dog was like sniffing up by the penthouse or whatever it is, and like just like got it through the bottom of the door and by sniffing, like I, I imagine a world in which everyone in this place knows each other so like the dog kind of can like walk free in the hallway and stuff like that that's fair that's my guess gave it to the little girl the the little girl gave it to um maybe the colombian woman on the first floor and there's Mm. you know and then it just spread that way that 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 would be my guess Mm. okay Okay. Cause that yeah, that was the main question. I was like, wait, how do we get how do we get here? Uh and, but yeah, and overall, also mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I was going to sorry. No, I was just going to say overall I really had a good time uh watching watching this. It was clear what was happening uh as far as just, you know, people in a peculiar situation and then there's zombies and so I had a I had a really good time just uh watching that. Um I wrote just to clarify. Um, I wrote down when they're when they're taking the uh, the roll call of the apartment complex. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down where everybody lives. Yes. <laughs> so you have the lobby and the textile shop. Yes. Then the next floor up is the office and the Colombian woman's apartment. Okay. The next floor up is the old woman and the family. So the family is on the same floor as the old woman. So my guess is that the dog gave it to the girl, the girl gave it to the old woman, maybe Mm -hmm. the old woman gave it to the Colombian woman or vice versa. Something happened in there. Then moving one floor up, you have the man who lived with his mother, um, but the mother has passed away. The one who Mm -hmm. gets trapped through the gate. Oh, the, the, the racist one. Yes. Um, I mean, they were all a little racist. Yeah. Um, and so it's him and the old couple. Okay. Uh, and then uh, the, above them, it was the intern and the guy who ran the building and the Chinese family. Mm-hmm. And then at the top, you have the penthouse. Gotcha. And I was wondering, too, because the Chinese family 
had a father that was sick that they kept mentioning, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I was ready for like that person to just come out and like surprise kill somebody because oh, I don't. Sure. He doesn't come. He doesn't come out at all. Like they keep yeah. they kept mentioning him so much yeah. that I thought that he would have just some kind of like oh they run into a room and it's like him there and he's sure. sick but he's a zombie and he's like comes out and attacks him so. Um, I would have liked if that would have happened since they kept saying it a lot. But yeah. it's just emphasizing that like people in the building are sick, so mm-hmm. like there's something there's something going around. And that's a really <clears throat> good moment where she says, <clears throat> she says like my dad is sick, and then she like double back. She's like, no, like not that sick. Like he, you know, like mm, like he's mm-hmm. just like he's like elderly and like immobile versus like a chew. Like right. I thought that it was very interesting that like Achoo. they took a step back. A chew. <laughs> yes. But yeah, that's all my likes and gripes. Who would like to go next? Jamie, go for it. Sure. Um, I love this movie. I first watched it when I was studying abroad <laughs> in Spain. No way. Yeah, fancy. and I found it online. <laughs> You fancy. I found it online because I think I'm trying to remember. I was trying to look up the sequel and remember the timeline. I think that Mm. I was abroad when the sequel came out. You were abroad, hey. She was abroad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was in university uh, in Spain and I think the sequel had come out in theaters and I was like interested. And so I wanted to watch the first one. I watched it online and I was like, Oh my God, I love this movie. Um, Mm. And I can't remember when quarantine came out. Oh, like the next year. Um, So I probably watched quarantine around the same time too. And, and just was like, why does this movie exist? They didn't need to make this like how annoying Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I have a huge gripe against like unnecessary English language shot for shot remakes of great movies that you just have to read. Like it's not that big of a deal. Yes, exactly. All. Just read. <laughs> God. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I love, I also definitely had like a, a zombie phase. I feel like a lot of us go through a zombie phase. Um, mm-hmm. you know, when Probably all of mine. these, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're when, in your zombie era. Yeah. <laughs> but like when all of the zombie content was all coming out at the same time, it was like very exciting. And then I kind of, then I was like, this is too much. Now I, now I don't care anymore. It's like oversaturated. <laughs> um, but this really like hit that neat, uh, I don't even know what I'm saying, but like, you know, the, the zombie element. I also love uh, found footage stuff. I also love spoilers for my suggestion cloverfield and like Mm. anything that's Mm. like that type of vibe um so like everything that this was giving me was really what i wanted and it was a really compelling story um i i really like i i actually like uh angela um because i i i perceived her more as like like everything was happening so quickly in the building. Like it's really interesting when you're watching 
like the outside stuff while they're inside. So you're seeing like the building get closed in and you're seeing mm-hmm. um, like you're hearing the announcements go and like all of a sudden there's like a tarp around the building. But it's like who's communicating to them that any of these things are happening? Like there, there didn't seem to be like we, we never hear those conversations. It's like the outside already knows like – as much, mm-hmm. if not more, information than like we do and the rest of the people that right. we're with. But I I like that then it kind of shifts into this more like pseudo-political thing where it's like the people have to know what's happening here. Like no, yeah. like the gov- it's like government conspiracy. Like why why are they locking <laughs> us in here? And I kind of like that it adds that. So it's not just like, you know, mm-hmm. we're going into this spooky place and you're expecting spooky things. It's like we're doing a totally nondescript normal thing and then like all hell breaks loose um yeah so i really like that and i and i it makes her more compelling to me of like you know trying to blow the lid open on this whole thing um kind of Mm -hmm. vibe um i love there's so many practical effects in this movie and something i was also remarking to brian when i was watching it was it's really fun to watch uh like found footagey stuff in horror and like doing uh you know like fight scenes or like things that are happening really fast and it's all you like it's all camera tricks and practical mm-hmm. effects and mm-hmm. it's really like one the the moment that I really noticed it was um I don't even know where he got the like sledgehammer thing from but the firefighter is like staving the woman off and he like yeah. swings something at her face and like the camera also pivots really fast, mm-hmm. so we don't we don't see, you know, what happened. But like the movement plus the sound design is like so compelling. So you're really mm-hmm. like you're following all of it. But it's so it just makes it so much more like feral, and I kind of like that. Um, yeah, for what the yeah. what the vibes are given. The camera choreography is really great in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, there was also one moment, I forgot what it was, but I just remember it was such a loud kind of explosive sound that I was like, oh my gosh, oh, this yeah. is like visceral, yeah. I forgot well, what well, scene it was, but I just remember feeling like, oh, that was so that was so loud. Yeah, I rem- mm. I forget what it was, but I, I yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah there's oh, it was a the lot. gunshot. It was the gunshot in the hallway for me the oh. first time. Who had it? Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh-huh, when uh-huh. the police, when he, when the woman comes barreling at the police mm-hmm. officer, and yes. then he has that like defensive reaction, and then like she couldn't believe what happened, yeah. and then he yes. rewinds the tape so they yeah, can so rewatch watch it. it. Again. Yeah, that whole sequence That's is it. like because everyone has a very different reaction to something super tragic that just happened in front of all of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that was that was wild. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I think the makeup is really good. All of the bites are, like, really disgusting and, mm. like, gory. and But, like, I'm I'm not super into gore porn, but I don't know. This, this felt like an okay tolerable amount that also was, like, felt very Evil Dead-y, but not too over the top. Um, For sure. Yeah, like, you know, squirting blood and, and all of that stuff. Um, I actually Mm. think it's better when it's, like, so buck wild because that then crosses into, like, this isn't real. So, like, they're they're all playing with ketchup. um, Yes. As opposed to, to, you know, something that's, like, 
a hostel where like, that's not really for me. Um, but, uh, so the last thing that I really like about this, I'll say is, and, and I think that what I realized like yesterday when I was Googling this movie is that this is my opinion. A, A lot of other people feel differently, but, um, I like, I like the fact that like it's possession and, and, you know, involving the Catholic church, but also there's something scientific to it as well. But like, I feel like that kind of makes it so much better than quarantine where spoilers, but like, it's the same movie. Um, they basically change it so that there is no, there is no, um, demonic, uh, element to how people are getting infected. It's super rabies. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's not as fun. It's not. I don't think it's as fun. And then I was reading that apparently the reason why they made that like fundamental story change is because people in the U.S. just have a different relationship to like the religious stuff mm. versus Spain, which makes perfect sense because Spain mm-hmm. is a very religious country. Like they're predominantly Roman Catholic. So right. like that I feel like is going to connect and land and like feel more influential potentially than like, you know, th- that's just not people are holding so many different faith systems here that like, it just doesn't land in the same way. But I, I just disagree. And I think that yeah. it totally, not to mention, obviously I saw wreck first, but I feel like changing that totally makes the whole thing so stupid. I just remember watching that movie sure. and being like, this is so dumb. Super rabies. Like that was the best you could come up with. Like it just, mm-hmm. it, it didn't resonate with me at all. And like, I'm not like overly religious, but I do, I do have an affinity for like demonic possessions type, content so I was like maybe Mm -hmm. that's why but I just think that's so much better plus the idea of like then they got out an enzyme from like it just like gets very like DNA chemistry at the end and like I thought that was Mm. super cool Um, but like I still you know I still think that a possession ending is better so that's another reason why I really like this movie it was like an added cherry on the top without being like too much yeah yeah but yes, that was my parlor talk. That was your parlor talk. Come sit, have a drink. It's parlor talk. <laughs> yeah, and and Jamie, to talk about those two endings, like, I guess, I guess, what well, they they, I get why they change it, but also like that's what makes this movie unique. Yeah, like the idea that like, like being, I like the idea that being possessed changes your body. Like, that was one of my problems with The Conjuring 3. We're Conjuring Again, whatever it was called. The <laughs> devil made me do it. Here we go um, again. Here yeah, we the go conjuring. again. Yeah, The Conjuring 3. The Thronjuring. Um, no, like, <laughs> I, I have a hard time when, like, the demon makes your body do crazy things and, like, your, like, bones are cracking. And then, like, you get out of it and you're, like, fine. It's like, no, like, like you probably broke both arms. You dislocated your shoulders. Like, that's, like... That feels more real to me. I get. I understand that I'm making a, a silly comment about like exorcisms, but like, yeah. but like I like that this one. It's like no, because this person was possessed. It changed their DNA. It changed that like their body changed. So mm-hmm. like the whatever <clears throat> possession 
demonic enzyme or whatever they pulled from it, the blood, that it mutated to be more powerful than it was airborne. Like, and so like the possession and the demon aspect of it, like, like mutated into an airborne disease that caused like a zombie rage. Like talk about like the best parts of the exorcist and 28 days later, like popped it together. Uh Like, like this, this Great is unique. Point. This is clever, and mm-hmm. it and it never feels like you have to think too hard. It's introduced and explained in a perfect way at the perfect time. Yeah, right. It's like it's not too much. It's like mm-hmm. here's the information. We we put some more pieces to the puzzle, and like that's it. Everyone is yeah. still doomed. It doesn't really like change anything, but it just adds to like uh, our awareness of the situation mm-hmm. even more. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Also, this is so random. Jamie, when you were like playing with ketchup, it just took me back to my childhood. What? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because. You okay? <laughs> no, but it's okay, you know? <laughs> we all are a little mad, go a little mad sometimes. My father, the police officer, that I say 80,000 times on this podcast, but he had a random thing of fake blood in like one of his police drawers. And I guess, I don't know for, I don't know what the purpose is. If you are a police officer and listen to this, like why, why you would have that for, I don't know. But I always wanted to just like play with the fake blood, but then like my parents would get mad if they like saw me with it. And it's just like, no, but maybe that's where my horror started. But I was like, oh, this looks so cool. It's just like a little bottle of like actual, just like fake, <laughs> fake blood for whatever, for whatever purpose, whatever it is. But it just reminded me of that when you said playing with ketchup, because I played with fake blood as a child and that's where my <laughs> issue started. <laughs> Great. Well, we explore, we don't have to do the podcast anymore. We figured it out. <laughs> We figured it out. No, I still have more questions for Jamie. That will never stop. (laughs) All right, Brian, your likes and gripes. Give it to us. Uh, Sure. Jamie, were you finished? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I love this movie. Uh, Spoiler alert. This is like. Not only is this in like one of my favorite horror movies, like might be top ten. I think that this is the best found footage horror movie. Mm. Damn. Uh, the old, but like found footage like this, like because I would say like Hell House LLC is um, is just as is is good, but it's a very different type. Nikisha, have you seen Hell House LLC? I haven't. Oh, mm. that's what we're doing for the episode. We didn't know oh. what we were gonna do yet. Great. That's what yeah. we're doing. Okay. Yes, one hundred percent. That Fantastic. is an underrated gem of a film. Um, okay, so for this one, I like that they show the outtakes at the beginning. I like that they humanize her. I like that they show you that, like, this is not live. Like, this is, like, this is the raw recording without any kind of, like, with any kind of voiceover. You don't mm-hmm. need, like, an intro, a, 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 an intro card with, like, text. Like, that alone, like, explains so much. I just like the name While You're Asleep. Like, I thought that was a yeah. very cutesy like that felt like a very like Dave Attell at one in the morning type of show um, <laughs> why do you have to say it like that because <laughs> Dave Attell is like a very raspy I'm a smoker voice yes <laughs> um, I like that it starts in the fire station and that like 
they weren't like sent to that house as journalists. Like there are these fluff journalists who are pulled into this crazy situation, um, mm. and we and I like that we are with them because, like I mentioned earlier, I love that we only get the same amount of information that the person holding the camera gets because that is us, and I really yeah. liked that. Um, I thought that they executed the pure chaos of it all with the firemen, with the police officer and the local TV crew, like trying to figure out what's happening. But also like everyone has like this power dynamic where like the police think they're in charge, but the firefighter just got there. And the journalist is like, no, you can't not let me film. Like I thought all of that was like really well balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, the officer bit. Leading up to the falling of so the officer killing her the the old woman to the point where they fall from the um, from like the third story like that movie this movie just like revs up a thousand percent and like Jamie said it it take it it then gets to the like health inspector stuff like why are we stuck here so you have like these two mysteries kind of going on side by side. Um, uh, and and it helps to pace it really really well, so it's not like mon- monotonous all the way through. Um, I love that everyone has a different reaction to the post shooting, which I mentioned. Sound design. Oh, I wrote sound design loud. Yes. Um, <laughs> so loud, but beautiful. Yeah. I thought everyone acted like real people. They were yes. real characters. This felt like very real people. Each individual was uh, very, very, very um, uh, natural. And quite frankly, even the racism stuff where everyone starts blaming the Chinese family um, felt I forgot about that. Jamie and I talked about how we forgot about those moments, but yeah. it felt like well, absolutely. Because I forget about unpleasant things I don't like remembering. Right. Things. Oh, right. You black out unpleasant <laughs> things. <laughs> Always block it out. Just block it out. Um, I thought that was a really good moment because it rang true in the yeah. worst way possible. Um, but my favorite thing about that moment is that when he asks him, oh, did you start filming already? And they were like, yeah. And he's like, oh. And you think he's going to say, like, I didn't mean to say that. But he goes, oh, I'm so shiny. And he starts <laughs> to wipe off. Like, th- I loved that moment because, like, <laughs> like what a dirtbag. Right. Um, he's like, get my good side. Exactly. Good side. Uh, the practical effects. That poor woman. She just went through so much. That poor, mm. poor woman. Um mm. All of them, actually. The mother and the, the older woman. Yeah. Um, the little girl biting the police officer will always be wonderful to me. Yes. Just, like, leaping like a little vampire. Uh, Even, like, she bit her mom, too, right? Yes, yeah, she bit she her bite mom in the, the mom? face first. Yeah. And yeah. then they yeah. handcuff her they to handcuff the her. stairwell. Ugh. Um, and you, you really get invested in these people. Like, in such a short amount of time, like, I was rooting for, like, 90% of them. Yeah. Um, I thought that's really impressive. And I like at the end that the tape recorder was under the papers. Like, it wasn't this obvious, mm-hmm. like, the tape recorder is just out. I guess we'll press, press play. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that. Um, and then I love the ending. That whole um, night vision sequence is, is just fantastic. And like you said, real barbarian vibes. Super barbarian vibes. So good. Um, Gripes about this movie. There's a lot of light coming through the windows. Mm. And she says it's 2 a.m. Like in the woman's in the in the old woman's house. 
Like there's light streaming through the windows. It so it feels like it was filmed during the day. The only thing that I can argue, like in defense of that, is that it felt like the floodlights that the cops brought with them and whatnot mm-hmm. on the house. But it's not the same type of light. That's like a harsh, like bluer light, whereas the light shining through felt like sunlight. So that that's a gripe there. Um, uh, there's a little part of me that thinks it's a little bit too convenient that everything lines up, that the cops are called for the, then the building is closed and the firemen are, firemen are called for the disturbance. Like, uh, I, that all just, it feels a little bit convenient. Um, mm. it's made less convenient when the health inspector like says like, well, we got to call about the dog and then like it starts to spreading. So the cops and the fire, so like it makes sense. So I guess yeah. that's not a gripe as much, but I don't know. I could get that feeling. Um, it's like, yeah, they're just there for the disturbance. Like you call the police, they call the fire mm-hmm. people like that's yeah. Yeah. Um, my only have some other small gripes. Um, the health inspector willingly takes his mask off. Yeah. I like, thought that was weird. Yeah, yeah, like I I know you got to give a monologue about like what's happening here, but like the health inspector taking the mask off didn't make sense to me. Yeah, um, like you don't know who could like how this thing is spreading, yeah. all the stuff. Like yeah, and he has all this information before he gets in there, so like it's not like he was like didn't know. Yeah, right. Um, this is this is this is cheap, but the tape recorder rewinding to the perfect places for the perfect pieces <laughs> of information. Yep, th- this is like all horror movies, but like, yeah, it, it's a bit much. Um, well, and I, I can I piggyback off of that because I literally thought like she kept rewinding it, and then they play it, and it's like, okay, well, are we going to hear all the stuff that we just heard before? But then it just stops. Mm-hmm. In yeah. in the moment that it needs to stop, like so that the action can continue to happen, and I'm like, okay, guys, let's yeah, what is this? That doesn't take me out as much as like that's just a thing, like a horror right. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then my last one is both a like and a gripe. The jump scare at the end when the he goes into the attic. Uh, mm. And he's turning around and he sees that yeah. little boy. And that, that jump scare gets me every single time. However, they're focused on this this woman, like, who's barreling through. But there's a little boy in the attic still. Like, what are you doing? Who yeah. is this little boy? That's, was that he, was what I was going to say about my grape. Like, I don't know who he is. He's yeah. just there. Yeah. They never mention yeah. anything about him. I don't, even, I don't know if he's in the second one. I don't remember. But that one felt weird. That felt super weird um, that, like, they just kind of forgot about that one to use it just for the jump scare. Unless Mm -hmm. I totally didn't see it right and, like, that was actually the girl. But I don't think so. I think it was two different Mm, people. It looked like a little boy. (laughs) Yeah. He may have been another part of the experiment. Who knows? I don't know. But, like, whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be. Um, But, yeah, I love this movie. Um, the first time Jamie and I watched it, we well, first time I watched it with Jamie, um, who had seen it multiple times. Uh, as soon as it was over, we watched Rec Two, mm. um, and Rec Two is really good too. Okay, and it's how many a, are there? Four. Okay. So Rec One is this one. Rec Two takes place immediately after this one. Oh, gorgeous. So it's a continuation of the movie. Um, Rec 3 is totally separate. It takes place as a, at a wedding, Jamie. I've never seen it. 
I think so. It's also not directed by this director. This director did mm. one, two, and four. Okay. Um, but it was this one of the directors did three, the other one did four. Well, uh, oh, really? Oh, right, because they didn't co direct it. Yeah. Um, and then the fourth one is a sequel to the second one, and I think some kind of the of. wedding guests who survive are in the fourth one. Nice. I have to look, I have to check it out then. I didn't realize there were four of them. Mm-hmm. We would highly wreck. Amend them to you. Oh, hey, oh, hey. Slow clap. <laughs> Thank you. All righty. Anyone else have anything to add for the likes and gripes before we move on? No. All righty. Let's get into some mm, brains. <gasps> so many brains, so many body parts, so many. <laughs> so little time. Little, so little time. <laughs> okay. Uh, my first question, Jamie, is what do you think it is about human nature in particular that makes us want to get close to danger, all for the sake of maybe just entertainment or money or, like, recognition? I'm just thinking of, like, Angela and the cameraman just putting – I mean, they didn't choose to be in that situation. They didn't, like, go out right. and say, like, this is what we're going to film. But Zombies. just to be in that situation, right, and still, like, want to press forward in, in filming this. Like, what is it about us that just wants to put us close to that danger? Yeah, that's super interesting. Like, I mean, I, I think you named some of the things. Like, there is something mm. to, like, influence and fame, potentially, that, like is very appealing, um, like power, like, Mm. but yeah, like I, I, I think some people also want to like any kind of, um, why can't I think of the word? Like, um, not high stakes, but Mm -hmm. like the, like, the things that give you an adrenaline rush kind of thing. Like, I think sometimes people yeah. seek that. Like, thrill seekers, maybe, is what I yes. mean. Yes. Um, yeah. That, like, I think sometimes there's something to, like, overcoming it or being, like, fearless in the face of, of those types of activities um, that, like, goes against our very own alarm bells that are like, this is dangerous, don't do not do this. Um, that it's like, I want to overcome it. Like, I'm stronger than these things. Um, that I think sometimes can be a motivating factor. I don't know for her if it was about, maybe in the beginning it was about fame, but then I think it kind of shifted into like, you know, if we don't survive this, then at least there's some kind of record of this. And like, there's information sharing. Um, Again, like similarly to what I think people who really like true crime, like there's a thrill, but there's also like a protective factor of like, you know, I want to survive this if I was ever in this situation kind of thing. Right. Um, yes. So, but yeah, yeah, I think those are some I, explanations perhaps. Right. Yeah. I just can only think of two, like the feeling of, of maybe trying to feel invincible. And I think you said something like that too, just like thrill seekers wanting to um, kind of test the limits of mm-hmm. like, your humanness and like that being something that kind of sparks, you know, something within you, but still it's, it's 
such a such a wild thing to for people to put. I mean, if you want to skydive and do all the things, like because that gives me. you whatever, you know, great. Because there's some people who would do that, but yeah. not want to watch like a horror movie or, yeah. or like you said, listen to true crime. Sure. Yeah. So it's just kind of like pick your poison in that avenue of like what you feel is testing the limits or that safe danger that we like always, always like to discuss. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Uh, my next question is if you are in a situation that has the potential to be life threatening, do you have like any kind of thing that you would say to maybe your clients of a way to like calm yourself down in those moments so that you can kind of get back to center and, um, rationalize the situation without, you know, maybe, um, diving into kind of hysteria. Cause there's some people who react to all these new, this, this news coming in like in different ways in this, in this movie. Um, so zombies aside, uh, <laughs> if there was a situation that could potentially be kind of life threatening, but you don't know, like, do you have any kind of like calming mechanisms or things that are tools that you would tell someone? Yeah. And like, that's also, you know, keeping in mind if something is like actually life threatening like that, like we might go into fight or flight. And so like our immediate reaction to something might also make it a lot harder to use a particular coping skill because like we don't always mm. control uh, our our automatic response to danger. Um, yeah. But um, I mean, I think, you know, in a, in a truly life-threatening situation, focusing on like your body in that moment as one grounding tool um because like when we're feeling super distressed or like overwhelmed or like something is happening like Mm -hmm. our heart starts racing we start sweating profusely um we might get like a stomach ache like all Mm -hmm. these things are happening as like automatic responses in our body our nervous system um but I think paying attention to that and like focusing on like you know deep deep breaths in that moment or even like yeah physically grounding yourself, like planting your feet on the ground, um, like, you know, talking yourself, talking to yourself, like through a situation like that, that like actual self-talk can be really helpful in like kind of refocusing on things, um, Mm, to bring mm -hmm. you back to like the here and now, um, those might be some, some exercises. I mean, even like, uh, like, some helpful imagery, like positive imagery, if there's like kind of Mm. a safe place that you can go to in your mind and like visualizing that. Um, But again, I think like there are sometimes just situations where it is a lot harder to use our regular coping skills, Um, but they're just like a lot harder to access. We might not remember them at all, or we might try them and they might have like a very different effect than what we're expecting. So like important to keep that in mind that it doesn't work a hundred percent of the time. And it, it works better the more you practice it, especially in moments of like calm, like when you're not in a life threatening situation, Mm -hmm. practice coping skills so that they're more effective in those moments or you're more likely to do them in those moments. Yeah. Here's a question. Is there a way to change what your natural fight or flight response is? Cause then that just had me thinking about like the question. Yeah. When, when you said, yeah, question, question. It all came from what you were saying. You're giving good information. Uh, because then you you were talking about like the the practice of it all. Um, 
be, and, and it is different when the, when the stakes are different. And it reminds me of like people who are in, uh, you know, like the army or military or law enforcement, and they have to kind of train in those high stakes situations. And so what their normal fight or flight might have been sans training, like is different after the fact. So I guess like if you're not in one of those things, like as a normal, regular, regular person, like could you change your fight or flight response? Like, or learn, I guess. Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't actually know, but that, that example made me think of like, do we, do we potentially like reduce the risk of us having that response of being caught off guard? If we like almost like desensitizing ourselves, if we're mm, doing mm-hmm. something or like we build up an experience of something, does that like reduce our our likelihood of having a particular response or even change that response. I don't know, yeah. but I do think that there there's value in like within limits. But like I, yeah. I imagine that that's part of it too, is to especially for the jobs that you were describing or like more high risk jobs where like your life is on the line. That mm-hmm. practicing these things helps people build confidence in themselves to navigate them. And navigate them more more safely, um, right? So I think I think that is like a big part of potentially making it less likely for folks to like get jump scared in real life and like caught off guard and things like that. Right. All I'm hearing is like go through haunted houses, yeah. build up your fight or flight. So That's what that- I heard. That's also what I heard. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, you know, I did that with watching spooky movies and, and you could be just like me too if you yep. have to write a college essay about watching <laughs> scary movies. That's the best part of that story. <laughs> yes. By far. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, fantastic. Uh, that's all I have for brains. Should we rotten to mutton? Yeah. It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. Let's rotten to mutton this bad boy. Rotten yeah, yeah. Check yourself before you Ooh, wreck, wreck yourself. Whoa. <laughs> You're welcome. Don't get begooled. Also, don't. Gold. This is like a random question, um, but would it also be interesting to like start reflecting on leatherboxed scores, mm. and in addition potentially to rotten tomaten? Because I feel like <coughs> there's value in getting more just like regular like people watching a movie's opinion. I'm interested. I like yeah? that. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Do it to it. <coughs> cool. So, what do you think this has on Rotten Tomaten, Rotten Tomatoes? I'm going to say uh, 86. I'm going to say 98. Mm. This has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> with 41 reviews. Wow. Um, plunging mm-hmm. viewers into the nightmarish hellscape of an apartment complex under siege, Wreck proves that found footage can still be used as an effective delivery mechanism for sparse economic horror. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the audience score is an 82%. Hmm. 
they didn't want to read. Yeah, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly that's that's exactly right. Um, Cool. Now, if we look at the letterbox score, um, uh huh, uh huh. This movie has an average. So, what do you think this movie has on letterbox Um, between zero and five? What do you think the star average is? Four. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say three, four. based on the Rotten Tomato. You can also do like points, decimal points. Three point five. Mm. Jamie. I'll I'll stay with my four. Three point seven. Damn. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Three point seven. There's um, no like general consensus for that, right? What do you mean, general the, consensus? On. <laughs> Leatherboxed. I'm just looking at all the of all the people who have rated the movie uh, with stars. It averaged at 3.7 stars. But there's no like description of like this is what Oof. the people thought. Yeah. No, okay. you have to go into all 24k reviews. Okay, yeah. Well, there's don't no like yeah overall review. No, no, no. <laughs> um, cool. All right. Um, so should we uh, dive into the four S's? Yes. Skulls, scares, shapes, and suggestions. The talking horns for S's. <laughs> this movie is going to go through our four S's, which are skulls, scares, shakes, and suggestions. Skulls are how this movie handles mental health and human behavior. Scares is how scary was it. Uh, And uh, shakes is how much you can remember this. Is it a one and done? Can you shake it off or not? Um, So, uh, Nikisha, let's start with you. This is your first time. Yeah, skulls. Uh, I'm changing my scores as I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Um, skulls. I'm gonna give this a seven because I feel like the people were peopling. I just really was annoyed at that cameraman, but like suspending sure. my disbelief. Great. Five for scares. Uh, it it was that that drop from the stairwell, the makeup, the first. Uh, bite from the old lady with mm-hmm. the cop and you just see like her pulling away the skin as she's biting oh um so yeah a five for me and then shakes uh i'm gonna give this a seven as well very memorable i want to watch the second one this is definitely in my top three of found footage fa- horror Ooh. found footage movies what are the other two those are my suggestions, Brian. Ooh. Oh, oh. 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 Uh, Jamie. So for skulls, I gave this a six. Um, like kind of feeling similarly to Nikisha. I think mostly peopling, but like a few haphazard decisions, especially when you do have a found footage where you're at some point you're like, why are you actually recording this? Sure. Um, <laughs> as much as I love them. Uh, for scares, I gave this a five. Um, I still got jump scared. I've seen this movie so many times and I still got jump scared this watch. It just, it's so effective. And, and again, like the sound design really just gets you every time. Yeah. Every time. Um, 
Every time. And then for Shakes, I'm giving this an eight. Um, I'm very fond of this movie. I watched it at a really important time in my life as I was like growing up and being in college. Um, so it just really. <laughs> when you were abroad. <laughs> she was abroad. <laughs> um, it just really <laughs> informed my like horror movie uh, identity. So. Cool. Um, so yeah, it gets an eight. Um. Eight. Skulls. I gave this an eight. I, I just, I just, they're all peopling, and I'm like, really, it, it just made me buy into it more. Um, scares. I gave it a six because it still scared me. Um, the same jump scares got me, and then uh, for shakes, I'm giving this a ten. This is, mm. this is, this is a, this is great. Like. Th- you don't get better than this. It's short. It's effective. It's scary. It's interesting. It's unique. Like I'll watch this a million times over. Um, so yeah, for this sure. is a 10 for me. Um, Nikisha, I want to hear where your other two favorite, uh, found footage are. So, uh, what is it? Okay. So, uh, ever since we did this on the podcast, I'm like, wow, this is such an incredible movie. And it's the behind the mask, the Leslie Vernon, mm. Mm. Like, yeah, found footage mm-hmm. documentary thing. It because That's it was a great just one. so unexpected. Yeah, how it was gonna go and how it ends. And I just think about that movie often. Hmm. I need to like just go ahead and buy it on. So that's <laughs> that's number one. And then cool. for a close s- second, like wreck is also second. Is our our girl Deb Logan because mm. that one is Debbie just Debbie. so. It's, I like the, um, I think the the scares yeah. and the gore and the uh, insides on the outsides and Deb Logan got me more mm-hmm. than Wreck. I know it's a, it's a, it's a different, you know, thing, but um, I just was, I, every time I watch Deb Logan, I'm just so unsettled. Like her ripping her arm stuff off Oof. every time. Mm-hmm. So they're in a close second for, for found footage. Great. Uh, Jamie. Sure. I spoiled one of mine earlier, um, Cloverfield. I just feel like the kind of whipped camera and energy and, like, choreography, I think, Brian, you called it before, camera choreo. Yeah, camera choreo. Um, Five, six, seven, eight. (laughs) 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 Every so often, we just, like, do that, like, in our house. It's great. It's so fun. Um... uh, and then uh, another one that I think, like, when you were talking about favorite, like, found footage type stuff, um, for me, I would say Grave Encounters. Mm. I loved that movie. It was a good time. I haven't seen that one. Oh, we can't forget yeah. to do, we're going to do Hell House LLC. Mm-hmm. We're definitely doing Hell House so LLC. Good. And yes. that's one of my top three favorite found footage movies. Mm. So that's one of my suggestions. Another great um, found footage movie that we did on the podcast is As Above, So Below. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, um, so good. But I would I would really highly recommend Wreck 2. Like, it's if this is a 10 for me, that's an 8. Like, it, it's, it's really good. It follows... Like literally, the second that this one ends, that one picks up. Like, it's 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 from the perspective of a SWAT team going in. Um, it's awesome. It's awesome. Mm. So, do um, they find do they find the camera? 
I'm not, we're not, I'm not saying anything. Ugh, okay. I'll watch it. Cool. Um, awesome. Fantastic. Okay. Well, I think that wraps up our episode of Wreck. Not Shrek, but Wreck. <laughs> oh, and we were supposed to watch <laughs> Shrek this week. That's why I wore green. Oh. <laughs> you better uh, check you yourself. Before you Shrek yourself. Shrek yourself. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on all the social medias, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, threads, and Brian's letterbox, <laughs> but at a different name. Ours, Talk Horror Pod, P-O-D. <laughs> yeah, letterbox is list- BP527. Um, yes. And if you play Pokemon Go, let us know. <laughs> we want your... Uh, we want your uh, trainer code so we can be friends. Um, Fantastic. Oh, man. That's all we've been doing. I know. That's um, wonderful. That's why we haven't watched more horror movies because we're outside, like, trying to catch Pikachus. Mm-hmm. Gotta catch them all. Yeah, that's, that's the, right. That's yeah, you gotta right? catch them all. Yes. Gotta catch them all. Um, but you can find us wherever <laughs> you get podcasts. So, like, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Rate and review. Rate and review us there. Five stars, please. And thank you. you. I don't know how to end. Maybe Jamie should give that creepy, like, noise that you did earlier. The zombie. We have to tape everything, Pablo, for fuck's sake. Gorgeous. I think the combo of the two really... It it solidified it. It was great. (laughs) Yes. I like it. I like it a lot. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.